Welcome to the Planet Storytime podcast, where we use the power of our imaginations to create the pictures in our minds for some of the best stories ever told. I'm your host, Thomas Mitchell. Our story today is Sam's Secretly Special Skills by Mitchell Von Gemmigan, and it shows us how important it is to keep using our brain. Now, if you can, take a deep breath in and hold it. And let it out. Now, we're ready for today's story. Remember to see the pictures in your head as you listen to the story. I hope you enjoy it. Sam Secretly Special Skills by Mitchell Von Gemmigan It was going to be another challenging school year for Sam. She was moving again, third time since she was seven, and she was eleven now. Sam was excited to be moving through, and this is because she would have fun things to do outside of the house. She could finally have ocean adventures with sunscreen on, debate on who made the tastiest huckleberry ice cream in the area, and many other things. Sam hadn't really been good at a sport yet. Wait, I'll get to that later. I sometimes get ahead of myself and want to tell everything all at once. I'll tell this story right. I pretty purple parrot promise. Louie, her Siamese kitty, would be there for snuggles and cuddles in times of strife. So a few weeks later, Sam, Louie, Mom, and Pop were in their new home on a hill, overlooking the never-ending ocean waves. Sam had developed into a pretty good student so far. She was such a good reader. She was so enthusiastic because this activity added new things to her memory. When you read or learn something, you then have it in your mind forever, and you have more information to help you make better decisions. I learned that a long time ago, and I haven't forgotten. Sam loved to read funny things, science things, and intricate riddles that she had to review a few times to better understand in order to solve them. Sam cherished complex conundrums because they made her think deeper and sharper than she ever had before. When one appeared to be impossible, Sam would take a deep breath and refocus. This always worked for her. Sam didn't boast to most about her brain-teaser triumphs, as she was modest. Sam relished being seen as a reader, but she wanted to be more than that now. She wanted different types of excitement. Louis seemed to have more fun than her sometimes, especially if he snuck outside, climbed up a tree, and serenaded the neighborhood with his special sounds. Sam often wondered how he could sing like that and if he was injured. He was never hurt. Louis was happy because he was singing, not singing because he was happy. Sam had attempted several sports before. Her mom thought that it would be good for her to learn individual sports like golf, tennis, and billiards. Her mom thought this was best because this would help Sam depend on only herself in games. Her mom came from a country across the world when she was Sam's age. She knew how Sam could feel when they went somewhere new and wanted to instill confidence in Sam. Sam never won a game at anything yet and developed some complicated feelings about this pattern. Her mom would always say, someone has to win and someone has to lose. You'll always be one or the other and I will love you whichever it is. Sam wanted to at least be as competent at a sport as she was in most of her studies. Sam truly tried when she took tennis lessons. She was very concerned about others watching her 
Sam could move back and forth quickly and spin around so quick that her hair would wrap around her face, so much so that it would sometimes get caught in her mouth. She couldn't get the racket to do what she wanted it to. Instead, she would just bounce two tennis balls with her hands on the ground back and forth. Kind of like upside-down juggling. She impressed the tennis coach with that talent. And then she moved. She continued with that habit, though, especially when she was nervous. Her pop taught her calisthenics to help her with frantic energy. She could do 100 jumping jacks. She called them two J's in a row. She tried to do 300 two J's every day. She found herself doing them and bouncing tennis balls when she was anxious. Doing those things helped distract her from thinking about things that wouldn't matter in seven minutes. Sam couldn't do these things when she was going to sleep. Sam would lie in bed thinking about things that had happened and things that hadn't even happened yet and maybe would never happen sometimes when she was supposed to be falling asleep. Sam always fell asleep with some help from Louie. It's just that some nights it took a little longer. Everyone seemed nice at the new school. When Sam was introduced in each class, her new classmates smiled with upturned lips, whispered to another, and one actually sneezed. Sam thought the whispers may have to do with her, but not the sneeze. Sam had been through this before, but it felt worse this time. Even with these feelings, Sam did find someone to eat lunch with to gripe about the consistency of the ketchup. At this school, it was Hickory Elementary, if you are keeping score at home. This friend was Abby. During homeroom, Abby saw Sam's backpack books and blurted, I want to read your books and be your friend and not necessarily in that order. Out in class. The teacher just grinned and declared, Girls, these are things I get delighted with whenever I hear them. Sam and Abby became homeroom heroes, cafeteria comrades, and had a spectacular sleepover planned before Halloween. Sam was not as confident with the other students as she was with Abby. They still appeared to whisper around her two weeks into school. They weren't rude, but Sam engaging them in conversation seemed as probable as a hippo becoming a trumpet-playing astronaut. Please use your imagination to create a picture of that. In my mind, the hippo is wearing an orange astronaut suit and the trumpet is polka-dotted green and blue. Anyways, Sam became more unsure of herself and it showed. She would get red and feel hot when she was in the hallways and even more so when she entered the classroom. Homeroom felt safe because of Abby and the nice teacher. She was able to talk herself into going to school because Abby was there to start off the day and she was there at lunch to boost her through most days without Sam wanting to go to the nurse or spend seven minutes in the bathroom to delay walking into a class without Abby. Sam hadn't told her parents about these feelings because she didn't want to burden them. This was troubling because her parents certainly would have helped Sam. Whenever we have a peculiar feeling and we don't feel okay, we should always ask someone to see if our feelings are normal for the situation. If someone was jumping out of an airplane for the first time and he said he felt tired and hungry, I'd certainly question his feelings. If he said he was scared and excited, I'd think that was just about right. Sam would walk home from school three days a week. Two days a week, she walked to the recreational center to swim in the indoor pool until her mom or pop or both would pick her up. 
The lifeguard at the pool, Betsy, was very kind and would talk to Sam so Sam wasn't so lonely. Sam didn't swim laps or jump off the diving board. She kind of paddled around. Betsy and Sam spoke on their day and their previous experiences. Sam liked to spring straight up out of the water because she felt strong emerging from the water like a dolphin leaping upward. Sam started doing two jades while jumping up in the water too. Betsy would cheer on Sam. Betsy knew children well, and she had been one a long time ago. And she could recognize when children needed a boost to believe in themselves a bit more. Sam always felt better about Sam after some pool time with Betsy. The days that Sam didn't make waves at the rec center, Sam walked straight home. There were a series of issues with that, however. Sam was jittery about walking home around other students and took the least busy way home. It was safe, too. It had to be. Sam found herself practically sprinting home most days. She had to because of surly dogs in some yards. She nicknamed those hounds as Fangsy, Sir Barksalot, and Growls and Howls. Sam could spin into a 2J if necessary. She was stuck on this side of the street as there was no sidewalk on the other side. When she got home, Sam would text her parents, swig some earth juice, also known as water, and perform some mind puzzles to get her back in Sam mode. The next Monday, there was a new class replacing first recess. It was physical education. Sam could feel her heart pumping dread all through her body. Her stomach sank like it was filled with stones. Her mouth felt like it was filled with searing sandpaper. Her hands were somehow simultaneously slimy, shaky, and Siberian. Sam knew there would be sports, so she speculated this was not going to go too well. And above all, people would be watching too. Sam's eyes of alarm and crimson cheeks provoked some whispers, or at least she thought they did. The teacher introduced himself as Coach H. The H is for health, he would affirm. He stated they would be learning basketball drills. Most of the students eagerly exclaimed that they already knew how to play. Sam had no idea how to play basketball. Big H then tossed out basketballs which found their way to welcoming palms. Well, except Sam's. Sam sheepishly held a ball in her hands. A classmate spouted, Dribble it and pass it and come on! H-Ball goaded Sam with, Just bounce it back and forth between your hands. Sam took a deep breath like with her puzzles and then let physics do its thing in physical education by dropping the ball. It rebounded back up to her. She smirked, for this was actually something she knew how to do. It was like her tennis ball routine. Sam deftly dribbled the ball with great nimbleness back and forth between her hands. The other aspiring athletes clumsily chucked the ball back to her, and soon she was rapidly ricocheting it between her hands. This was improving Sam's mood. His H-ness then told everyone it was time to do wind sprints. The kids groaned like goats in the rain. Sam was feeling so positive that she was open to try something new. H. Areno explained what needed to be done, and Sam felt unsure of herself again. The class lined up and then sprinted from one line to another and back to another, further away, and so on. 
Sam found this exercise to be similar to her way of getting home, except there were no snarling canines. Sam was not winded in the least, for she effortlessly executed all of her sprints with a smile. H. Berger praised her and told the other students to have a better attitude, like Sam. She thought to herself, what exactly is happening here? H. Teen Biscuits then had half of the students take a ball, spin around, dribble it, spin back, and then pass it to the next person. Sam could always spin well, so this was not difficult for her. The children, who were already adroit at these skills, were cheering on Sam, and some gushed that they wanted to be her partner. H. Money gave Sam a thumbs up and reported that it was time for defense. He instructed that they were to line up and try to stop him from getting the ball past them. Sam was fifth in line. She witnessed those before her wave their arms like they were trying to get the teacher's attention to go to the bathroom. H. Brake would sneak the ball over their heads through one side or through their legs. Sam thought that two J's and pool jumps would work here, and then she was like a flash of arms and legs. She stopped him seven times before he gripped the ball with grit and announced, Next! Sam strolled to the back of the line, receiving fervent high fives and enthusiastic endorsements from her fellow pupils. Some informed her that she would easily make the team next semester. Then class ended. Abby heard the words all about it and told Sam that she would teach her how to shoot a basketball with her hoop at home. Sam squinted her eyes and began to make a questioning sound when Abby interjected, It's a term for throwing the ball to score. When school ended, some students invited Sam to walk with them. Sam politely declined and offered, uh, probably later this week. Uh, thank you for asking me. See you tomorrow. Sam wanted to walk home celebrating to herself. The hairy hounds wouldn't be a cause for alarm any longer. Sam realized she was consistently developing talents through some habits of hers to distract herself during uneasy moments. Sam always knew the puzzles helped her with her academics, but never thought two J's and tennis balls would have produced today's achievements. Sam just did these things to help her feel better, and they turned out to help her in other ways she couldn't have imagined back on the tennis court a few years back. It fascinated her that she was beginning to feel more optimistic about new things with other people watching her. She was not going to be anxious about hitting the Hickory Halls tomorrow or any day in the future. Sam knew that she would be okay with who she was if she didn't learn about basketball today. Sam couldn't wait to tell her parents the news, and I'd like to think that they couldn't wait to hear Sam tell it, because they had been waiting to have this conversation for a long time. The End I hope you enjoyed Sam's secretly special skills as much as I enjoyed reading it to you. It just goes to show how learning to do one thing can help us do another. Thanks, as always, to our dear friend Paxton Stanley for his spectacular music. Until next time, remember to keep using your imagination and see just how powerful your mind truly is. Goodbye for now. <laughs>